0: In heaven, oh, that's you and me. Two, one. One. We're going to have fun. Say, up. Hey, it's bar. It's that bar. What do you mean? Give it hey. a Going home. Check it. It. live alone. Leather legs. What do you get, Say? That's
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Kane and Rinse podcast, volume 12, issue 584. And today we're going to talk about Sonic, brackets, the Hedgehog, CD, a compact disc. What? Joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, Tony Atkins.
2: The future.
1: Dan Clark. My eyes. (laughs) Returning guest, Dan Clark. Welcome back. Uh, Sadly, the only sadness in uh, what will be, I think, an interesting show is uh, that we've lost Leah, representing the USA version um, to the Lurgy. So get well soon, Leah. In case you don't know, it's a 30-year-old game, but Sonic CD, or Sonic the Hedgehog CD, as it was called in (laughs) Japan. In development, it was called CD Sonic, but um, they changed the emphasis a bit, I think, as Sonic got more popular and the idea of a game being on CD got less exciting. But it's a 16-bit 2D character platformer, It was the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, developed sort of at the same time as Sonic 2 by a different team, more of which to follow. Let's start with Dan, our guest. Uh, So were you the lucky lad who had a mega CD? No,
0: I wasn't. But um, it's one of those things where someone in my year uh, had an older brother who was kind of a bit more. Well, I suppose he was uh, he might have had a part time job a bit earlier and could afford these things. Um, and my friend, like, we'd been so excited about it. And then my friend, after a few weeks, said, it's actually not all that good. And mm. um, they were a bit disappointed with the games. Mm. And by this point, there were things, um, there were games coming along that could do similar effects in software. Do you know what I mean? Where the magazines were saying, who needs a Mega CD when you can get Gunstar Heroes? Or um, yeah, do you know right. what I mean? games like that, where they were... Uh, or, Sprite
1: scaling and all that. Yeah, yeah. or yeah.
0: Uh, like Soul Feasts. And sold yeah. this, where yeah. um, some of the effects are actually in the cartridge version. If, effects that people yeah. thought were like exclusive to the Mega CD in the early reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I never owned one. But my friend, uh, when he got his first part-time job, bought a multi-Mega um, in our local Argos. Oh, nice. Yeah, so for the American listeners, that's the uh, European version of the Sega CD-X. They're like mm. all-in-one. Yeah. Uh, CD-ROM and cartridge unit. It was a beautiful little thing. Um, Mm. But in the selection of games that he got with it was Sonic CD. And um, it being around a friend's house, I think I'd learned quickly from reading reading about it in magazines that I wasn't ever going to get the good ending playing on a friend's copy. So it was more just um, no. just dipping in and out at that point, yeah. and then um, I didn't really play much more until a few years later when the uh, Windows ninety five version was released. Yeah. Uh, indeed. But I only ever had the demo, uh, and um, I hope I'm not controversial in saying this, but I think uh, Sonic games may have a tendency to be front loaded sometimes, where the <laughs> um, where the early levels are they're at least uh, more immediate. In terms yeah, of uh, like, fun agree, and yeah. accessibility, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. a bit like the Tony Hawk's demo and the Tekken Three demo and things like that that mm. came afterwards, I was kind of happy with just <laughs> yeah. the demo. Um, yeah. But then that sort of trained me into the uh, USA soundtrack. I'd almost forgotten, I think, about Toot Toot Sonic mm. Warrior and all of the soundtrack differences that we'll get into. But um the that Windows version had the, the Sonic Boom, and I think the demo had an intro. Uh, I can't remember if it was. Just one, uh, palm tree panic stage or mm. three, but it had a special stage as well. So yeah, for me, that was kind of plenty yeah. until about the year 2000 when I got a mega drive for 20 quid in cash converters and, uh, and finally got to actually play it.
1: Right. Awesome. Uh, and have you played any of the more recent uh, releases and iterations, incarnations, or is it, are you all back to the nineties?
0: Um, no, I, I mean, I don't think I, At the time I would have got the Mega CD, I would have, it would have been the sort of PlayStation and Dreamcast era. So I think it was more, um, dipping in as a novelty, even though, like, well, I suppose we were still calling it retro gaming then, even, but it was, it was still, uh, more a dip in and out of than I'm going to seriously spend lots of time on this game. So it wasn't until the, um, iOS release, I'd got quite big into the iPod Touch around that time. Um, Mm. now, to my memory, I was using a controller, but having looked at when uh, iOS uh, M5 controllers came about in 2013, mm. I think I must have just had quite a high tolerance for um, <laughs> touchscreen touch screen. gaming at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, goes. it was a great port. Do you know what I mean? It's, yes. Um, some of the best touchscreen controls that there were at the time. <laughs> so I gather, yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. yeah, that's when I started digging into it more. And it, the improvements that have been made by then and, mm. and what have you made that the... I guess, the version that I played most until the recent uh, compilation.
1: Right. Cool. Good stuff. Tony, uh, what's your... Have you been on any of the Sonic shows we've done so far? Forgive me. As we, as we were discussing before we started recording, I can't remember who's done I which. I think the last podcast.
2: one we did, Sonic 2? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mr. yes. Mr. the Original Sonic show um, was, oh, okay. on, was on the Sonic 2 show. So remi- remind us of your sort of... Uh,
1: your 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 Sonic affiliations yes
2: so so i was a sega kid um (laughs) so i was uh i had the you know the master system mega drive um Mm. you know that they were my go-to home consoles um over nintendo consoles at the time but then again as previously many times discussed in the show also was a Amstrad and amiga kid so you know kind of all within that kind of Playing multiple different stuff at, at time, and I came into Nintendo a lot later when almost like there were just hand me downs. But so, but yeah, to I never, I never had a Mega CD. I mean, Mega CD was one of those devices that you would see tucked away behind the counter of, of a game store because you know be behind the glass box. You know, they wouldn't be out on shelves. They'd be like, oh, look, this this expensive add on, and it was expensive yeah. at the time.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But several it, hundred pounds in in and you can pretty much treble that for current day prices. Yeah, and so, it's yeah.
2: it's it, it's one of those things where it came out at a really weird time because obviously, um, I, I think well a lot of stuff was happening around it. Like a lot of game consoles were were changing. Obviously, the PlayStation wasn't. I think Time uh, Sonic CD came out. The PlayStation was already being talked about. I mean, CD technology was, was jumping leaps and bounds, but also I was a little bit wary of it because of CDI and stuff like that that had kind of been mm-hmm. a failure yeah. around the periphery of, of Mega CD. So as impressive as it looked and i do remember seeing a demo in my i've talked about this before it's the cycle shop that had games as well as cycles yeah and i love that store <laughs> cnn cycle still my favorite game store such a great such bi- a thing of its time oh, great yeah. big bins of games left right and center for yeah. cheap um
1: but how can we make some extra money we're not selling that many bicycles um- video games and it, yeah shop.
2: and over the years it became more video games than bicycles and then actually <laughs> yeah, inevitably eventually it went back the other way and uh that shop yeah, still exists course. as well right so it's brilliant but yeah, it's doing probably quite well with bike its now and selling really expensive yeah, yeah. bikes who knew yeah, um but yeah. yeah so it was just one of those ones that i'd always always wanted to play but it, it fell in that kind of you know jaguar era like in that whole kind of like expensive add-on consoles or expensive consoles i was probably you know neo geo it was always like in that periphery of oh that's nice but i'm just not going to ever probably buy these things so it was quite easy to put to one side but i always enjoyed watching the shop demos of that stuff um was always interested in giving a go and even up to this day had never played it uh, yeah which is quite odd because you know obviously i've done loads of retro stuff um, you know, certainly being a part of Kana Rince over the over the years. And mm-hmm. I thought that just just through the lexicon of just wanting you know playing most of the Sonic games just would have come across Sonic C D, but actually no, that actually got put down for the show and was like, okay, now is the time. Um so I've been playing it on the Sonic Origins collection uh. on the PlayStation. So mm-hmm. um yeah, which you said is like it's accessible but maybe isn't the the best way to do it, but you know,
1: it's not, it's a bit, unfortunately it's a bit of a downgrade on the previous release, which has now been taken Taking off away, the market. Yeah. yeah.
2: Really annoying, which is what the original, well, the Xbox yeah. one. It's, and- I mean,
1: it's, you know, it, it, it functions, but certainly Sonic experts will uh, tell you that the, 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 a lot of the origin, although they've, they've done a fair amount of remedial work on it. The origins engine is, n- is not perfect. Um, and the earlier version is actually more accurate, has, better sound and yada yada yeah. anyway we'll talk but a I, bit more I, about
2: that i think that the thing to highlight is that obviously coming to this game fresh yeah you know, <laughs> many many years down the line yeah um it obviously i will probably have a, a slightly different take on it because you know maybe i'm coming to it fairly kind of i don't know in retrospective of what the other games were at the time and post of that and my feelings of how my feelings on sonic over the years have mm. kind of change and matured and what i enjoy from a sonic game and maybe what this achieved and what it didn't achieve um and it's it's very hard to take that person out of kind of having all that knowledge from what sonic is and actually trying to put yourself back into when this game was released because i think fundamentally that's a very different experience playing it then than it is playing it now but you know we'll get into that
1: we will uh yes it's it's a fairly infamously divisive game um and more of that to follow yeah i didn't have a mega cd at all even though i was uh that much older than you folks and was working when the mega cd came out i just it was a lot of money uh even for a you know a young independent working person i just didn't really want to shell out for this game i you know i would this console i would have i probably would have enjoyed some of the things on it and sonic cd was certainly one of the ones that I coveted because i did love my mega drive sonic games very much and and i want, didn't want to miss out on this official sonic game that was happening but i assumed that some point further down the line there would become a way of playing it and indeed so it came to pass albeit quite a while <laughs> yeah, later
0: in um,
1: 15 years
2: time i'll be able to play this no it was actually the pc yeah,
1: well it was it was over a decade yeah, yeah. Uh, or uh, around a decade before i got to play it uh it was when it was when sonic gems collection came out for gamecube and ps2 and i never really i you know i I was happy to finally have it but as with so many people and like every kind of deep dive youtube video i've watched of this game it's really confusing at first when you first start playing sonic cd it's like i have no idea what's going on or how to manipulate this or how any of these mechanics work i know that the fundamental moment to moment is clearly sonic the hedgehog based on sonic one but the whole time travel thing, while it seems interesting, was very difficult to get your head around. However, uh, some some time spent with it clears things up a bit. And it actually turns out it's it's quite simple. It's fairly straightforward, not necessarily to access, but to understand. Uh, so, yeah, I had that version and then I had the uh, the next version, which um Sorry, I've, I've missed a part out, which which we'll we'll cover in the releases. But um, I assumed, and and it was a it was a matter of some controversy that when Sonic Jam came out on the Saturn, which I still own my copy of from 1997, it was an absolute shoo-in that Sonic CD would be on that Saturn compilation because it was a CD-based console. They were converting all the Sonic games to the Saturn. And it was just not there. They just <laughs> left it out. They did Sonic's one, two, three, and Knuckles, and it was a wonderful compilation with a few pros and cons compared to the Mega Drive versions. But it had a 3D hub world and all this cool stuff, and it had loads of Sonic stuff, uh, Sonic CD stuff in the galleries and museums. But it didn't have the game. They did not convert Sonic CD to the Saturn. So yeah, I had to wait till those GameCube and PS2 versions. Are- I can't remember which I had actually come to think of it, but um, that's by the by. So it wasn't then until 2011 when the Xbox 360 version, which was, to all intents and purposes, a conversion of the iOS version that Dan previously mentioned. And that's the version, again, I've been poking at for several years, occasionally putting on and going, this seems interesting, if really confusing. And uh, yeah, in traditional fashion, it was only in the run-up to this show that i finally actually got round to playing it all the way through and beating it um, on that standalone version i've also been dabbling with the origins version so i had to the compare and contrast and i've also got the straight emulation of the original on the mega drive mini 2 which i'll talk a bit more about when we get to that mm. so it's directed by naoto oshima who uh, is credited as big island There was virtually no involvement from the team that produced the first two Sonic titles other than Oshima, who was the character creator for Sonic or co-creator. Neither Yuji Naka, now a criminal. Uh, (laughs) Google that if you want to find out more about his insider trading. Um, I think he's got a suspended prison sentence currently, which was uh, all very disappointing and dramatic. Uh, Nor Hirokazu Yasuhara, both strongly associated with the series, had any involvement It was also the first major Sonic title not to feature a soundtrack composed by Masoto Nakamura, according to Moby Games. So as we discussed in our Sonic 2 show, Yuji Naka actually quit Sega of Japan, but was then invited by Mark Cerny to the Sega Technical Institute in the US. They were given less than a year to make Sonic 2, whereas the time pressures on Sonic CD were considerably less and they took quite a lot longer to build this game to the point that maybe sega should have lit a fire up this development teams behind as well because by the time sonic cd came out the sega cd or mega cd was already kind of a
2: commercial failure was that only Um, in america or was that did it come out around the Japanese release or is it just a year late across the board everywhere No
1: no no it was just late yeah oh. it was just I thought that was arrived... just down to
2: the music being changed for the American release No
1: no they did that in about a month <laughs> um as we'll hear yeah uh so it was just a late a relatively late Sega CD Mega CD game um, by which point as you said there were rumblings of Saturns and uh PlayStation's and the idea of buying a 200 300 Pound or six hundred pound equivalent add-on to play another Sonic game.
2: I, I suppose was not that. It's, it's funny, isn't it? You consider it to like modern day terminology, but it's like the, the something like the the PS Pro or the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just well. what it's X m- mid generation like mid
1: generation yeah. refresh. It's yeah, very much so. Yeah, but way more expensive and arguably less Im- impressive. I mean, you know, there are some things on the on the Mega CD worth having. Thankfully uh they most of them have been included on the mega drive mini 2 which i don't know if you can actually still buy anymore but um if you didn't you should have done um it's a lovely little device anyway uh the remainder of the team who made sonic cd were sega staff who'd developed things like the revenge of shinobi which we covered earlier this year golden axe 2 which we've covered before and streets of rage which we've covered before so it was very much a kind of in-house sega mega drive experts team And this game was built using the original Sonic code as a base. So obviously all the stuff that Yuji Naka and Mark Cerny and that team did to make kind of Sonic 2 really sing on a technical level simply isn't here. Um, The only thing they do do really uh, that's of kind of in terms of flash is obviously the time travel and the bonus stages, which utilizes the sprite manipulation capabilities and backdrop manipulation capabilities um albeit at the in the original at quite a low frame rate uh, sega didn't pressure the the team developing sonic cd as much as the team developing sonic 2 which was obviously a we've got to get this out for christmas 1992 because it will make us an astonishing amount of money and it did uh oshima felt that this was because sonic cd wasn't a numbered sequel and he considered it a recreation of the original game. Curiously, according to Wikipedia, the total game data of Sonic CD is 21 megabytes compared to Sonic 2's 1 megabyte. It's still incredible. <laughs> yeah, 20 times the size. And that's not including the music, which just is uh, <laughs> CD-based. Yeah, I don't know if that includes the FMV. It may do. Um, and again, a lot of people playing the post-2011 version or even the Sonic Gems Collection version The FMV that you're seeing is not the way it looked on the Mega CD, which was very rough indeed. The game was released for uh, Mega CD first in Japan, September 1993, and it arrived worldwide in November 1993. Yeah, exactly two months later. So I think, yes, I think they had six weeks to work (laughs) on the US soundtrack, more of which to follow. Ashman86 is our first correspondent for this show via our forum, And Ashman says, I was lucky enough to have a Sega CD as a kid and Sonic CD was among my favourite games for the weird console add-on. I played it well after Sonic 2 and Sonic 3, so Sonic CD felt like a strange regression in some ways, even though it was only a year older. I remember thinking that the game looked and felt more like Sonic 1 than its sequels. Its colours were a little more subdued than Sonic 3 in particular, which was probably the most vibrant thing i played on my Genesis to that point. Although it could never topple Sonic 3 and Knuckles as my favourite of the classic Sonic games, Sonic CD is a contender for my next favourite. I loved seeing the three different variations of each stage, and I'd make a point of replaying levels from start to finish to try to see them all. The first non-Mega CD release was actually a pack-in with uh, new PCs. The the first Windows 95 edition is called the Pentium Processor Edition. (laughs) Uh, it was released in 1995, and I actually saw this on uh, on eBay as well, which, um, yeah, so you can still get a, get yourself a copy if you want. Uh, the standalone release, which I'm assuming is the one you played, Dan. Yep. Uh, this supported DirectX, which meant that you had smooth Sonic mode and you could run the game at 60 FPS if your PC processor could handle it. That one came out in August, September, October, 96. Depending on where you were in the world. The PC version had the complete and uncut anime opening sequence. And this was only ever available to PC players until it was included as an extra feature on the first Sonic Mega Collection. According to Games. Wu Long from our forum says Sonic CD is my favourite 2D Sonic. I'm sure a lot of this has to do with how it was the first game I owned for my even at the time old Windows 98 PC. After years of exclusively handheld consoles, I finally had something that could play full-blown Sonic console titles and booting up into Palm Tree Panic for the first time was exhilarating. I'd played Sonic 2 at friends' houses and I later got the Sega Smash Pack that contained the superior Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but something about Sonic CD always stuck with me and made it stand out more in my memories it wasn't the first sonic game i ever played but it was the first that was mine uh so yeah we had to wait then for uh well yeah i suppose it's 9 years really between releases between that windows 95 version and the gamecube and playstation 2 sonic gems collection which came with a bunch of other games i think mostly developed by the similar team to to this so it was it was it did include stuff like um I haven't actually got the full list in front of me. I think it had some of the mega uh, the get the Game Gear
0: games, Game Gear games, Sonic Fighters, Sonic R, Sonic as well, R and the Sonic PC CD. version. Yeah, and a,
1: a few bonus unlockables of the games that uh, you always found uh, on Sega compilations: Vector Man, Vector Man Two, Streets of Rage trilogy, and your beloved Bonanza Brothers. I don't know if it's your beloved. I just feel like. Uh, That came out August to September 2005. Some pros and cons, noticeably blurry graphics on the GameCube version, thanks to its aggressive flicker filter. Uh, Apparently, though, the the visuals are quite a lot sharper on the PS2 version for that reason. The bonus stages, though, are improved and now run at 30 FPS, up from 20 on the original console. And yes, the improved video on the intro animation. Another downgrade, though, in the Sonic Gems Collection version of Sonic CD, the water is entirely clear with no colour. This is because it's a direct port of the Windows 95 version, which utilised certain graphics cards for the water that wasn't emulated in the compilation. Thanks to Sonic Fandom for that. Cormoran Strike from our Patreon says, I first played Sonic CD after it got a glowing write-up in Nintendo Official Magazine as part of the Sonic Gems Collection back in 2005. It's a game that, to this day, I hear a lot of people praising, but I usually struggle to enjoy it. It looks a little nicer than the Mega Drive Sonic games, I'll grant you. Playing it on Sonic Origins recently was a little better, as it finally does away with the live system. But I still found it a lesser relative of the excellent Mega Drive game. Then we got the version which many consider to be the definitive way to play Sonic CD at this point. Uh, That's the Christian Whitehead Retro Engine version, which started, I believe, as a fan project. And he was then employed by Sega based off the back of a demo of Sonic CD that he made, uh, kind of, you know, away from their prying eyes. Um, (laughs) He was given the job of converting it officially to uh, Android and iOS and PS3 and 360. But as I say, although that version was released, december 2011 and i immediately snapped it up it has since been withdrawn from certainly i'm not sure about the handhelds uh the the android and ios versions but the 360 and ps3 versions you can't buy happily if you did get the 360 version back in whenever it was it is fully backwards compatible on xbox one and xbox series consoles it has 16.9 or whatever the closest equivalent is on each of those formats. Widescreen, it is not a stretched picture. It is expanded view, which is wonderful. They've incorporated the Sonic 2 Star spin dash, which instantly gets you up to full whack. Whereas the original has the one that you have to kind of charge up. Uh, it has a frankly staggering amount of tweaks and updates made to individual levels, uh, which you know you could say well it's a bit it's a bit kind of arrogant taking this original game and actually tweaking it but i think the consensus among even the the most hardcore sonic fans is that most of the tweaks are, are for the positive um they're quite noticeable as well i went back today and played some of the the mega drive mini version which is just the original game and yeah the 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 levels are noticeably different in terms of layout and um how easy it is to get your momentum going and all that kind of thing. Uh, So, yeah, if you think you've had some issues with the time travel in the the modern versions, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, Sonic CD is available on Android still. Cool. Good stuff. So that version is not, I guess, because there's no Sonic Origins on Android, right? I'm looking now. (laughs)
2: But, yeah, the the Sonic CD Classic is
1: available. Cool. That's good to know. So there is still a way of buying this if you've got the, the kit excellent uh you can unlock a playable miles Tails brower of course uh, was only hinted at in in the original release because he was very much a sega technical institute thing but uh, obviously he was canonical the this version fixes the prevalent frame rate issues which plagued the original mega cd version uh which has a lot of slowdown um the intro animation is further improved and sharpened and even at an even higher resolution. Uh, but one major caveat is that the Japanese vocals on the opening song, you have a choice of soundtracks on this one. The the license on the band, I guess, who provided the singing had expired. So it's, uh, it's mute. But thankfully, that is one way in which the Origins version is... Uh, is more complete, I believe, because I think they've been reinstated and they're also present on that uh, Mega Drive Mini 2 version. So, yeah, as always, when we talk about these old games that have had multiple re-releases, there's no one single perfect way to play. That iOS version arrived on Apple TV in March 2016. And then, yeah, there was a gap of six years again before the Sonic Origins version, which uh, is the compilation that's available for PS4, 5 Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch and PC, mainly by what is now Sonic Team. I assume doesn't involve many of the people who were Sonic Team back 30 years ago. And with some input from Headcanon, specifically Simon Tomley. And essentially that's Sonic CD is the previous release kind of plugged in to Sonic Origins. But because you can tell by the menus and stuff that it's basically the same. But the audio glitches um, in a disappointing fashion, which is a shame. Yeah, that came out June 2022. On the plus side, though, Amy Rose and Knuckles are now playable, or at least if you have the Sonic Origins Plus update for the Sonic Origins release, which also gets you a bunch of Game Gear games. Which is a whole other topic, but uh, they ju- they just they just released a patch for that as well, which has improved the performance of the, the new additions again. So. Yeah. Chris Atwill from our Patreon says, I first played Sonic CD this year for the Retro Asylum Game Club. I played the Sonic Origins version on Steam Deck. Bewildering time travel mechanics aside, I enjoyed the music and graphics and it did remind me a bit of my Sonic experiences so far. That is to say, I didn't really click with it. I've always been a Nintendo kid and I find these games lacking when compared to the masterful Mario Brothers 3 or sublime Mario World. Yes, even Sonic 2. I think if I'd seen and heard this back on the Mega CD in the 90s, I'd perhaps have some nostalgia and be a little kinder to it. As it is, I'm glad I played through it once but I'm in no hurry to get the good ending. And yeah, the most recent release is the Mega Drive Mini 2, which was curated and coded by our favourites M2, released October 2022. I don't know, as I say, if you can actually still order and buy these. I mean, you can probably buy them off people who are selling them, but I don't know if you can still like go to Amazon or whatever. Uh, It's a direct emulation of the original release, uh including the slowdown the lower frame rates the 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 grainy uh, intro movies and everything but uh but it works as it should so you know if you don't want to go through the rigmarole of getting original hardware and trying to preserve a 30 year old cd this is probably the next best thing if you if you're a stickler for accuracy and all three versions japanese And US and EU versions are available, although you'll need to change your system menu to Japanese to play the Japanese version. Which is true of all the games on that system. So reviews at the time. EGM in America gave it 34 out of 40, which is equivalent to our CMVG in the UK, which also gave it 85%. Sega Magazine gave it 87. Sega Pro gave it 90%. And both Game Fan and Game Pro awarded Sonic CD maximum scores of 400 out of 400 and 5 out of 5. EGM also awarded Sonic CD the best Sega CD game of 1993. I haven't got a list of what else <laughs> came out for the Sega <laughs> CD in 1993. Final Fight CD, possibly? That would have been a would
2: have been A lot of FMG movie interactive games.
1: Well, yeah, that was certainly... Uh, what what was de rigueur at the start of the, the Mega CD's life, Sewer Shark and all that.
2: But that was quite fascinating then. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. absolutely.
1: yeah, Yes, and several of those are on the uh, the, the aforementioned Mega Drive Mini 2. So I finally got to see what Sewer Shark was all about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Metacritic, for the 2011 version, the iOS port got a 93... And the three sixty PS3 versions averaged eighty-one on the Meta score uh, criteria. So that's that's decent for a you know, for what was then already a twenty year old game near enough. User reviews looking as we speak, well, the twenty eleven version on Metacritic has eight point five, IGN has seven point seven out of ten, and push square has seven point two out of ten. The game sold over 1.5 million copies, unsurprisingly making it the best-selling Sega CD or Mega CD game. So I
2: see the installed base was about 2.5 million for Mega CD yeah, in the yeah. end. So, yeah, it was two-thirds of the players. Thought, but Good attach rate, yeah. 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 Um, I think if it, it, it
1: could have, could and should have been a system seller. I mean, maybe it still was to, a, to an extent. Um,
0: but, yeah. I think, I think it started getting bundled with... Um, Various versions of the Mega CD at, at points as well, so that might have a helped the attach rate and yeah, uh, yeah. That answers your other question. Shifted as
1: well, a think. few, yeah, yeah, no, and and shifted a few extra consoles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to issue a spoiler warning for a Sonic game, which <laughs> feels redundant, but there's some people out there who are very, very, very particular about their Sonic lore. Although those people will almost certainly already know infinitely more than I do yeah. about the the story of this game. But IMDb has it, because you know it's that kind of game. Sonic heads off to Never Lake, where the little planet appears once a year. There he comes across an admirer, the tarot card reading Amy Rose, who follows him on to the planet. Unfortunately, Dr. Robotnik has turned the island into his own personal fortress and seeks the time stones, which will put the past, present, and future of the little planet into his wicked hands. He also has his robot lackey Metal Sonic kidnap Amy. It's up to Sonic to save Little Planet and Amy before it's too late. Quite a lot going on there, eh? <laughs> um, Metal Sonic, not to be confused with Mecha Sonic, who is the similar but definitely not the same Metal Sonic who appeared in Sonic 2. Uh, Amy is meant to be, I don't know why she's a tarot reading she she's meant to be a son a a, a sonic a hedgehog right yeah she's another she, she's a pink she's a hedgehog, pink hedgehog. Because, yeah you know because she's a girl yeah. <laughs> um I mean what else is there to say it it's set in it, it is obvious that it's set in a slightly distinct location to the previous or yeah the previous sonic games um I think it has a slightly different slightly different vibe to it but that's obviously as much as anything to do with the a different development team. I mean, the animation would have been eye-popping at the time, I guess. Um, it was directed uh, and and the art was done by Hisashi Iguchi and Toei Animation. Um, this was one of the areas that Leah wanted to have her comments included, which is that she loves the intro. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that she's talking about with the Sonic Boom version because she's, you know, a red, white and blue flag-waving American. Uh, so she's bound to love Sonic Boom over over the song, but we'll come back to the uh, <laughs> to the discussion on the music. Uh, anything that anyone wants to say about the the story and the setting and the scenario of Sonic CD?
2: It exists. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> it's fine, right? It's it's just a, a yeah a wrapper around the game. Um, that's about it. It, yeah, you get to. I, I suppose it was probably interesting to see Amy as a character on screen, just you know, sounds of having Sonic there. Um, mm. Mm.
0: But yeah, it, it's just a yeah, a fairly clichéd
2: plot or whatever.
0: I think considering yeah. it was originally like going to be more of a or was seen as more uh, a CD version of Sonic the Hedgehog, right? I think mm-hmm. they've at least found a clever narrative way of. Being able to change a lot without actually changing very much. Yeah,
2: I suppose to, to answer your original question, I think the FMV is great at setting that scene of what the co- capabilities of a CD-based system versus a a <laughs> playing a, cartoon. a cart, yeah, yeah. a cart-based system. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the splash screen that you would have seen in the in the store, and that would have hyped you up to no end, thinking, "Oh my god, I've never seen Sonic!" And like the
1: sprite-scaled clouds on the on Absolutely. the you know on the opening uh, screen. So, yeah, so well.
2: say say what you want about the actual. The game in itself, you know, further as you play into it, but I think as you know that kind of splash screen demonstration that would have been playing on the TV, yeah, that it would have been that very like, oh, maybe I do want that device. Look at that, it yeah, has. But that's
1: on cool. the plus side, uh, on on the other side, I should say, the um, I, I I don't think there's quite enough about it to really sell a a, a several hundred pound <laughs> add on either because it it doesn't you know other than the bonus stages and some clouds and a cartoon you you watch the actual gameplay and it is just it's just sonic the hedgehog other than time travel aspect which i think you know doesn't become clear or apparent until you've played it some more the fact that there's four times as many graphic types for each level isn't necessarily apparent just by looking at it um but then obviously people were reading magazine reviews ashman 86 says the one robotic incarnation of sonic who's had any staying power at all probably because he's blue that race with him was a highlight of the game for me and here we 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 can incorporate leah's other point about the game which is that she absolutely hated (laughs) the race with metal sonic uh i wasn't a fan either i have to say let's talk some more about the graphics the art design uh in particular because yeah i suppose it it is curious in that a lot of these locations are reminiscent of things we'd already seen in Sonic one and things we would see in Sonic two. Although, as I say, it's confusing because that game came out first, but chronologically comes after and so on and so forth. But there are changes here, just quite simple things for where, you know, grids become triangles and things like this. Um, It does. I think it does have its own distinct Sonic CD look um as tony said the levels are kind of a bit busier and more dense um but i think for, for me the most impressive and enjoyable aspect is the fact that every level has four variations which meant them creating four tile sets per level a dark future and a good future level um, a past and a present and they all do look distinctly different as well as the layouts which we'll come more in- into when we when we cover level design but um, but actually, the more I've played the game, the more I've appreciated how much work went into this aspect, just the fact that you've got this... Uh, yeah, just from from dystopia to utopia.
2: Yeah, it's a difficult one here to, to talk about the levels without kind of incorporating some of my feelings around how the gameplay, how it affects the gameplay or how it improves the gameplay. We'll get there. But um, there's no doubt that there's a lot, a lot more going on in the levels. Um, but... Uh, I I I think some of this is just me being, <laughs> you know, my love of the original Sonic. Well, I say the originals, but you know, Sonic One, the Sonic One, Two, and Three. You know, I have those a lot of those levels, you know, imprinted into my mind. I played them so much, so that you know, it was funny coming to this fresh and not seeing these these levels before, and mm. strangely, it, it felt like someone had made the approximation of what they thought a sonic game was and i, and, hmm. and I don't really I, I don't mean that to sound as bad as it, it comes out when i'm saying it but it, it just if it, it, things just feel s- slightly different which when you hear about a, a completely different team working on it would make all the sense
1: but yes but don't forget the director is the co-visual I, designer of the yes. original sonic but it, so, it's just
2: so, like yeah. i found i found a lot of the levels to have quite a garish look to them so be it there's some like really, really garish pink colours that, and I don't, and I don't think this helps actually playing on modern hardware. You know, when I'm playing this on on the Origins Collection, and you know it's in widescreen and it's in yeah you know, really high definition, like it's almost it's almost too too colourful. And I'm and I'm trying, and I'm, I know that sounds odd, but if,
1: that's OLED for no. You. But
2: and I, I know that does sound odd, but actually, you know, I I went back and looked at a number of you know videos of this playing on the original hardware and it has a lot more muted tone to it because of what that original hardware could achieve and of it being if it when it would have been on a crt etc etc you know yeah analog
1: output absolutely as to and yeah. I, I actually yeah.
2: found the the screens that i was looking on from the videos i was looking from the screens back then i actually found the game to be more pleasant looking mm. through those filters than i did through modern hardware, which I, I think actually a lot of people would understand that if you did play the original stuff. And I think for Sonic, some of that is so interlinked with my memories of what Sonic was playing when I was a kid. that actually having the pristine version doesn't necessarily do it any favours. But I I do find some of the, the creature design a little unaspired. I think mm-hmm. um, the, the way that the world's presented are a little... Confusing. That now obviously plays into what the gameplay is. I won't get there too much, but I I feel like um through the Sonic one, two, three, etc., etc., like the worlds are quite grounded in in where you're going. There's some levels here where I have just felt like I was. There's a lot of verticality, but not necessarily getting lost. But that there was like, do I need to go up here? Do I not? Like, there's a lot of more exploration that happens through there. And there's a couple levels that I really like, wacky workbench, which were just you know quite frustrated but um, okay. yeah I don't know it, it, it doesn't all come together in the way that my mind's eyes remembered the original Sonic games and that that's probably a bit harsh but that is coming to it in a modern kind of take for sure. yourselves as somebody on- that played it back back then Dan
0: <laughs> yeah well on the flip side I didn't play um, Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles until a, a fair few years after this so ah. um, to my eye it's almost the the opposite where to me this leans more into that um like pre-rendered kind of look that the first sonic has yes which i think was probably uh, lessened in sonic 2 just to try and get the performance up maybe I, um mm. you see like the background's not having quite as many layers or yeah. or not being as busy um but as tony says with the um with the crt a lot of those effects in the background that on modern screens do come across as sort of like this very busy almost like visual noise mm-hmm. um or say with the water in uh, Sonic 1, I think the same thing happens, where the natural dithering and um, filtering yeah. that the CRT gave um, makes the effect work, and there's just no way of really replicating that sort of natural fuzz. Yeah,
1: it's interesting, actually. Although several of the modern versions do offer different uh, visual filters, um, there's I'm not sure any of the versions has one of you know uh, like an actual crt filter which are a very mixed bag depending on which which game you're playing no never perfect but there are some that have been done really well and obviously this is why uh folks like our own mikhil um and and both the chris's to some extent are advocates of playing games that were released for crts on crts that said uh, I think um, some of the visual options that, you know, the smoothing and stuff do give some sort of uh, respite from from that. And actually, I love playing. I was thinking about playing this on the Windows 95, albeit would have been on a CRT monitor. It would have been kind of hyper sharp VGA, whatever, um, pixel perfect kind of display. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's... There's only one way to enjoy these games, but equally I I can understand that they yeah, they were developed no, on CRTs and and they're probably at their at their most authentic. Yeah, and it's quite a personal a preference.
2: But I I say so one level in particular sure. I'm thinking, I think it's the second one, Collision Chaos. Um it's like you've you've yeah. got like a skyscraper background going mm. on um to the foreground. But they it's back to my original query about it. if it almost feels like you know what can we achieve with this other hardware and it's almost like well we can do all this stuff without necessarily giving a, a consideration of you know why sonic worked in the first place like sometimes less is more you know the speed works because you can pick out individual things and jump out the way there's quite a bit going on in these environments so i found myself not always registering what was in the foreground because the background was jumping out so much as well. And, yeah, I think about games over, over the years. That's quite a talent. That's, the, you know, many people have come across a cropper on that one. And, you know, you play anything, you know, over the years, you can, you can see how people have defined and, and got re- around that. But, yeah, there's, I just think from a colour palette, sometimes there's a bit too much. Like, I remember there being a, like, a pink caterpillar in a pink area background with its only distinguishing feature having yellow spikes on it but hmm. being sonic you go quite fast you'd p- you pick out the pink caterpillar on the pink background with the tight and oh there's the spikes like some of that stuff yeah. it just yeah it, it feels like you know they could have got away of slightly less is more but yeah you know, it's it looks nice i grant it that's my rant i guess <laughs> Um, yeah, I think overall the game looks uh, nice and it, I think
1: it looks just distinct enough from Sonics 1 and 2 to be its own thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've always felt uh, that um, the Badniks were a, mix, a mixed bunch in all, all the classic Sonic games, as much as I like them. like so, Some of the enemy sprites are, are quite bland and forgettable. Few of them kind of stick out uh, as having more personality and character Um, And yeah, some of them seem to be more kind of have more attention paid to them than others. But yeah, I like I like the I I actually like the the pretty colorful backdrops. I think maybe
0: there is a bit much going on in some of these stages. I think they probably just wanted to differentiate themselves with the palette to an extent as well, just to look different from A, the previous Mm. game and B, having been beaten to market by Sonic 2, just that bit (laughs) different.
1: Audio design wise, so thinking about the sound effects, most of them here are the iconic, recognisable sonic ring noises and bumper noises. A few, there's probably quite a few new ones in here, but the basic uh, sound palette is that of the game's predecessor. I think the the one really kind of yeah standout aspect of the, without talking about the music, are The voices saying future and past, which is the thing that um, Darren our Darren, always mentions (laughs) when I mention Sonic CD. He always does the does the kind of uh, the vocal interpretation of the future and past because you do end up clipping those signposts quite a lot. The the muffled sound. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I suppose one of the biggest changes as well is that they've got sampled speech for Sonic here. We hear him speak for the first time when he gets an extra life uh he says yes i think when he gets an extra life whereas in the pre-release build he said yeah so they they kind of dialed back his attitude a bit it's a very funny reason.
0: um way he says yes as well it's like a, it doesn't have the sort of yay i've got an extra lifeness it's just kind Ooh. of a yes
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's odd especially after the kind of having played sonics one and two and Uh, you've got those really kind of OTT and lengthy jingles whenever you get an extra life, which I loved really celebratory triumphant (laughs) things. And then you, now he just goes, yes. Uh, well, I mean, let's get into the soundtracks then. If 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 neither of you has anything else to say about the no, it's,
2: the kind it's of spot iconic, effect. isn't it? This it, 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 is just the still the, 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 the ring, ring sound still is great. still yeah, it's still wearing yeah, and, the, the, and the and the boings, the boings, and the spin and the boings. And, yeah, you don't need to be told <laughs> the stars like all that stuff is cre- present and correct and brings a smile to your face. The pop, the pop of enemies. Uh, yeah, yeah, all good, all there,
1: <laughs> all good. So yeah, the the soundtrack is is a, a, a ongoing discussion that I remember seeing raging in <laughs> internet gaming forums way back, way back, way back when. Uh, even in uh, coordinating with with Dan for uh, for for getting the show together, we were joking about it on WhatsApp. Like he was, you you were saying about how people would call um, the US oh, yeah, songs. Solid Poo. So, <laughs> Solid poo, yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic, uh, high quality internet debate, even before social media came along. Um, but yes, I remember going on the Rollmark forums like years ago, years and years and years ago, early 2000s, I guess, mid 2000s. And the love for Toot Toot Sonic Warrior, which I assumed was uh, made up like interpretation of the lyrics, but everywhere I see it, I mean, maybe they're saying "do do" rather than "toot toot," <laughs> but it is it is basically they are saying "toot toot." Sonic Warrior, and um, yeah, uh, and the, the the fascinating thing is that the Jap- the Japanese team made this soundtrack, knowing that Sonic was already way more popular in Europe and America than Sonic was in Japan, where Sonic was never a big deal. It's important to remember this. So. The Japanese team, the composers Naofumi, uh, Naofumi Hataya and Masafumi Ogata, made a soundtrack that they believed would appeal to Western audiences. So they incorporated a lot of Western dance music and samples from a load of Western artists, including Stone Roses and Kiss and all this kind of diverse, eclectic stuff. They cited things like CNC Music Factory as influences. You've got all this kind of, yeah, early... Mid nineties dance stuff going on, and then when Sega of America got the soundtrack, in their arrogance said, "Yeah, nah, we don't really like that," and so they handed it over to Spencer Nielsen and David Young to make an all new soundtrack. Thankfully, most modern versions allow you to choose. Uh, Ideally, I think would be a a version where you could mix and match, I suppose. But um, the only issue being, or One of the issues being that they didn't have time nor, I guess, well, yeah, probably mainly time, because as Dan mentioned earlier, the the tracks for the past were actually cartridge console chip generated. So the past tracks in the US version of the game don't bear any resemblance to the tracks for the other time zones, which, yeah, just, I don't know, like, to me, it's almost problematic the fact that America, the American team, went. Yeah, we, we we don't like that. We're going to do a different. Imagine when Persona Four or Five <laughs> had come out, <laughs> Atlas USA had said, "Yeah, we don't really like this uh, J music. We're going to make our own American music."
2: And it, um, yeah, it would have been it would have been considered outrageous I, and possibly a bit I xenophobic. Guess, although, playing back into your uh, earlier comment, is it wasn't such a big deal in... in it's, you know, the local region. Like America, it was doing Gambus as it was the face of the company. So, you know, I guess mm-hmm. that's the power of of what it was doing there and, that, you know, and what they were allowed to, what they thought Western audiences would want to hear, or at least American well, audiences it. would want to hear. They disliked it enough to give which the new composers... I haven't listened to both soundtracks. Mm. I don't think it's offensive to to an American audience. Like, I... <laughs> We'll get into into which one you prefer, but like, I just—we will—the the original, do you call it? The original soundtrack is really perfectly fine. For a for an American audience, I didn't. I wouldn't see them playing that and going, "God, the reason I'm not playing Sonic 2 is because of this." <laughs> the soundtrack that comes with it, like,
1: no, it ha- very much has its own personality yeah. and quirkiness. It has that aspect of this is a a very much a Japanese soundtrack that's been designed to appeal to the yeah, Western audience. there is audience. that tone and to it. That yeah. for me is what makes it way more charming than the US version, which I don't hate. No, I don't hate. I no. don't hate. I don't hate the US soundtrack. I think there's some decent stuff in there. But I think the fact that it doesn't vibe at all with the past soundtracks is a real issue, and I just think, uh, as, more, as much as I don't hate it, I just think it's very kind of, I don't know, a lot of it's just kind of oh, a bit bland brash. and straightforward. It,
2: it's it's exactly what I would imagine a soundtrack back then tailored to that audience would sound like. You know, I think I mean, Sonic it doesn't Boom quite... would be like if you if you yeah. if you go away from yeah, you know, some of the other stuff within it, but Sonic Boom is the low, the, the title screen. That, mm. that is very much of that era kind of cartoon. Yeah, it sounds like a cartoon, yeah, cartoon theme, theme right? Yeah, totally. So I can see why they would necessarily want to change the intro. But the, 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 there was some of the other stuff that actually plays for the game. I'm not sure I saw, saw the point of really changing it. <laughs> but, you know, mm.
0: okay.
1: Toot toot Sonic Warrior. So, Dan, where do you sit on this mighty,
0: long-lasting debate? Well, I think I'd agree with you. There is a bit of a sound of the American one that is... A touch like a lot at the time I think there was a lot of like um West Coast studios putting out this like multimedia style music. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? For mm-hmm. all sorts of CD ROMs that do have this kind of slightly world music-y, ambienty yeah. kind of um jazziness. Um But like I say, I don't think it's bad per se. And my ideal version would be one with the randomizer, where it just <laughs> goes, in. you're yeah. going um, back and forth in levels so much that I think I'd actually quite like uh, a randomizer mm-hmm. for the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's blander, I guess, is possibly the word I'd use, but I I love Sonic Boom as a song. I think it's... No, I really like uh, Sonic yeah. Boom. Yeah. I, yeah. Solid I, I, I like Sonic Boom. Yeah, it's catchy.
1: It, for me, it just doesn't have the same quirks as that you can hear the, the Japanese accent singing the, the English it words doesn't. in the original and the... The rappers come in, and apparently it was—I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the full story is, but the developers remember it as some guy they got in. Like it's no—it's <laughs> no one famous. Just the, the only black guy they knew,
2: possibly who who had an American accent. I don't. know. I just but... think it fits the title screen better. Sonic Boom. I don't—I don't know why. It just—if nah. it just for me, it does. Maybe it's because the first one I saw. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean that's definitely a thing. I I hadn't heard either version. I don't think until Sonic Jam came out and as i say while the the compilation didn't include sonic cd they included the intro uh as an fmv in the museums and uh yeah i can't actually i can't remember which (laughs) which which version it was thinking about it um i have a feeling i remember reading about toot toot sonic warrior and thinking what's that I can't
2: hear that in this song, so maybe I heard sonic boom to, first. to your point though the the arrogance of them changing it and feeling like you know we we are in control of of it we know yeah, we know but it is yeah. is quite quite significant and probably does actually as Dan alluded to there probably was some tension between these teams of how they wanted mm. Sonic to produce it, and maybe they were even Pretty presented, yeah, yeah slightly disappointed at what sonic c d was compared to what they had achieved in america who who knows mm-hmm um I yeah. guess we'll we'll never know. If we don't know now, we'll never
0: know. Um, what's quite interesting to me anyway is that the sonic soundtracks that came in the years after seem to be influenced by both mm-hmm. of the Sonic C D soundtracks. Agreed. There's yes. elements of the uh, like vocal harmonies and the guitar work. Um, like the the sort of Jun, Jun Crush Forty stuff mm-hmm. to me so it seems like a sort of almost a perfect hybrid of these two styles. It's mm-hmm. a...
1: Yeah, I think I, I think the American soundtrack was probably quite responsible for the direction they went with Sonic Adventure. Yeah, uh, yeah. In particular the the guitar opening and stuff like that and then famously the you know the escape to the city and all that from Sonic Adventure 2. Um and obviously that stuff really worked for a lot of people and for me I as much as I like the soundtracks of this game especially the Japanese one this is where um because i really really love the the music on sonic's uh one two and three and knuckles um and everything since everything adventure onwards not everything because obviously there's been games like generations and mania which have really lent back into the the early sounds um but the, the guitar and vocal bass stuff that came from Adventure and Beyond really left me behind and didn't capture what I liked about Sonic at all. Whereas this showed to me that you can have music with quotes real instruments that still evoked a kind of sonic atmosphere. Um and I, I yeah I just really like some of the quirkiness of it, the mad samples in the um in the boss Tunes and things
2: like but, that. Maybe uh, back to my comment again about some of the visual design. I it was, I still almost feel like less is more. Like i you know, thinking about the original sound, certainly the original soundtrack of, the, of Sonic. You mm, know, that just yeah. so iconic. Right? <laughs> maybe it's just yeah. because it is so iconic. But it's like that. There, they that the entire soundtrack on Sonic CD is quite busy. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, and not certainly necessarily yeah. Yeah, yeah. anything overly memorable. In, and I don't say in a horrible way, but just you know, compared to those very like structured tunes for each level in the original. I know what you mean, games. but I've had
1: a lot of the Japanese OST as earworms since I've been playing yeah, this. I like particularly, like the 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 scattered end of level song is just amazing. I think, um, and the the whole uh, World Two music that incorporates that printer sample is just utterly. <laughs> Catchy. I just need Green Hills uh, over
2: and over again. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Green Hill
1: is obviously, uh, and yes, I mean, we all we all yeah. have our favourites. I, I yeah, I love the sound of of,
0: of the original game. But the so, U.S. level ending is <laughs> unbelievable. It sounds like a parody of like a news channel or something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some other choices, um, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of uh, it's nothing really against the the guys who did it. Um, they'd worked. Uh, Spencer Nielsen had worked on, I think, uh, the Echo the Dolphin soundtrack for the Sega CD Mega CD, which you know was highly regarded at the time. Um, and the fact that they they did manage to complete this in yeah a uh, matter of weeks in time for release is quite impressive. Um that it isn't just and yeah, the fact that it isn't just I don't think it personally I don't find it absolutely horrendous or unlistenable um was an achievement in itself. Um I just think yeah to take away so much character and atmosphere and personality from the original was just yeah like really guys, you're gonna do that? Okay. But the good thing is we have uh we have some excellent correspondence on the soundtrack, as you'd expect. Let's start with Robin Enrico from our Patreon, who says, Being an enterprising youth, I discovered that Sonic CD's entire US soundtrack was Redbook audio tracks on the disc. In an era of getting maximum value out of your media, I would play the CD outside of the game to bask in Spencer Nielsen's early 90s jazzy world music stylings. It was the start of me realising that music was the best way to bring back the sense memory of a game, and that the flow state a game's soundtrack generated could extend beyond the game itself. For many years, the Japanese version of the soundtrack was rumoured to be the definitive version and I would come to it in time. But how could it ever replace music I'd spent so much time with? I'm most curious to see how the panellists break down in terms of which soundtrack they prefer and how much that is coloured by when and where they came to the game. Well, I think you've heard it. I hope you're not dissatisfied with our answers, but we have more opinions from other folks whose opinions are every bit as valid. Um, Seth from our forum says, the fact that every level has multiple tracks depending on the time zone and that each of these changes change depending on the world's tendency, which I like the way he's put that, (laughs) uh, is still mind-blowing today and something I wish modern games would do more of. While it is tempting to just rush to the bad future for some hardcore techno and orchestra stabs, gank, Uh, You're missing out on the game's real gems by not putting in the effort to make the worlds all happy. The Good Future version of Palm Tree Panic is one of the happiest, most uplifting things I've ever heard with its wacky piano riff and push the air, yays! The new agey Good Future version of Metallic Madness is incredibly uplifting and almost overwhelming with emotion. A fitting reward for actually finishing this game properly and getting the best possible ending. That's for the Japanese soundtrack anyway.
0: The US one just (laughs) sucks. There's uh, something about the charm of these samples is that this is just before time stretching, the technique uh, from like the jungle scene uh, was Mm. sort of invented or uh, started being used widely. So all the samples have that, uh, like the lower in pitch they are, the slower they are, kind of, and vice versa. Mm Right. Which would like the orchestra stabs. It's just one of those things with orchestra stabs where you can tell that they're ever so slightly different length depending on the pitch. Ah, nice. Great observation.
1: Uh, So Sonic, you can do anything, or toot toot Sonic Warrior, and Cosmic Eternity Believe in Yourself were replaced with Sonic Boom, composed by Nielsen and performed by the female vocal group Pastiche, who sound like a house... Singers from an Alan Partridge show or something like that. Here's Glenn Ponder with pastiche. Wu Long from our forum says, the US OST is almost as good as the Japanese one in its own unique way. And I think it really created a vibe for the game that just clicked with me. And David Tibble sits on the fence (laughs) with... From our Patreon, it says no matter which soundtrack you choose, you will be treated to some absolute bangers that the Genesis sound chip couldn't match.
2: I, i would imagine the answer is it depends which one you played originally. So if you're in America, I can't. Oftentimes, I can't imagine yeah. you thinking, ah, oh, but no, I can. Oh. I, of course, it's not all subject, but uh, you know, if it would have been a it would have been like, well, Sonic Boom is like yeah, everything to do with that. <laughs> Suddenly, of what course. is this? Yeah, impersonal? and yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, gameplay is as we said. Basically classic Sonic 1 gameplay without the niceties of Sonic 2 although in the modern versions you've get the Sonic 2 spin dash. I was playing as I say the original version via the Mega Drive Mini 2 earlier and yes it's a right pain to have to wind up your 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 non-super spin dash every time you want to go fast. However, they did introduce the peel out or the super peel out which I didn't even know about until literally a week or so ago. Which is where you uh, hold up on the D-pad, and then charge the button. As with uh, all the Sonic games of this era, the button, the one button, is the three buttons. They all do the same thing, one one command. Uh, and the peel out uh, has a really cool animation, I think, which is where your legs turn into a, a super fast infinity symbol as, as your feet spin around, and that means you can immediately get off at top speed. However, the reason I'd never used it <laughs> probably <laughs> is because, unlike the spin dash. You're vulnerable when you do it. So the first thing you hit, you take damage off. At least with a spin dash, you have the uh, the shield of but your. The peel
2: spider. dash is faster
1: marginally. Yes, but, you know. that's it. Yeah, uh, it, it, I, I assume it's useful if you cleared out an area and you want to time travel. Um, peel out is a is a good way to quickly get up to eighty eight miles an hour, or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, it was it was inspired by it was inspired by Back to the Future officially. It is it is noted. Um yeah, looking up and down on the D pad still gives you your look up and down animations and you can scroll the screen as if you ever stop stand still that long. No, it does happen. It does happen. Um Yeah, and really that is Sonic, right? The, like in a nutshell, the the locomotion, the feel of the control of the character here is as it was um i mean obviously if anyone's listening to this who's literally never played a 16-bit <laughs> uh, sonic game i i'm not sure what we can do for you um well, go back to the original feels... show where we covered something. yeah <laughs>
2: yeah sure did we explain <laughs> how it feels you, i mean you say that and then i you know it's hard to explain no, it, in words really. it's one it's one of those ones where you know i'm having to teach my girls you know games as as they progress sure. like you know they there are only they're 10 coming on 11, but you know, there was, there was, it was only a couple of years ago that I, I was showing them Sonic because they had never mm. come across Sonic and then why would they? Yeah, right. Because obviously the, fil- well, the films came out and then that in, they were, Oh, can I, can we have a go wow. at this, the Sonic game? And I was taking them through a whole journey. I think I probably mentioned in the, mm. the original Sonic shows we did. Um, so, yeah, that, that would make sense. There could be people here, new listeners, that are, you know, a younger generation. I mean, if you're 10, sure. 11, maybe yeah, listening to our show. Yeah. good on I you. mean, even if you played Sonic
1: Mania, you kind of, you, you know, basically, although that game is perhaps even more responsive and stuff. I think there are some quirks that I've probably just because I've been playing these mm-hmm. games on and off for 30 years that have gotten used to, like the, there is a there is a particularly odd momentum to Sonic as a character. character. I think it's true of Mario mm-hmm. as well in his own way different feel but like there is the thing of he starts off very slow but very quickly becomes very fast and it, it i think i mean personally i've always found that i think these games feel really good to control whether you're flying through the air in a ball or, or running along the surface whether it be a, a slope surface or not in terms of the actual fundamental control while they do have their own specific momentum and physics i've always enjoyed that aspect of it
0: Yeah, they feel nice. um, It feels like you'd expect Sonic how he looks to... I don't know quite what I'm trying to say, but the feel (laughs) is like you'd expect if... If you watch the video of Sonic, when someone puts the pad in your hand... It's going to feel yeah. like you expected to feel, yeah, that and,
2: and I think it's you have to remember where this game sits within its lexicon because, oh, clearly Sonic Two was being made, and Sonic Three would almost come out by the time this was released. Mm. So clearly, yeah. you know that work must have been taken backwards and forwards, and there, there must have been that kind mm. of overarching feel. But in theory, for them, this was only the second Sonic game being developed at that time when they yeah. when they started this project. So, you know, this is where I think maybe my modern day take of this game and i don't mean to upset anybody um, it falls off a cliff a little bit for me because for me mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the sonic that i grew up and enjoyed and by that i mean there's a lot going on in these levels and by what i what i said earlier which was it feels like a, a pastiche of somebody else designing a sonic game not the original creator there's there's a because the levels are quite so busy, there's a lot of things to hit with Sonic. So you know, And yeah. and this is not just a, a criticism labelled at Sonic CD, because this absolutely does happen as the series progresses, where you build up a, a, a head of speed, all's well in life, and you hit something, and you lose your rings, and blah, blah, blah. We've all been there, right? That's fine. But it happens a lot in this game, because there okay. is a significant increase in, in enemies. There's a significant increase in pits and spikes and a uh, slightly more complex level design that me once you get that speed up, and I'm not talking about people that have mastered this game and know exactly the routes to take to never stop. I'm talking about your average Joe blogs of you get ahead of speed up and you come to a stop or you get hit by something because there's a lot going on. Happened to me a lot in this game. It's almost like just as I'm like, oh, this is a bit like the Sonic game that I'm familiar with. It's like, oh, but also we saw, and I don't mean to call the fence, it's al- almost like they went, Mario's big. Maybe we need to slow down the gameplay a little bit and have more exploration. Now, what's interesting there is I don't necessarily dislike that because I think if this was me playing it back then, I've got my, my Mega CD and i got this game, it was going to give me quite a few. Like, you can run for this game for two hours if you just go from start to finish. But I think, you know, yeah. if if you were, you own this game, you paid your money, it's your new device. Actually, with the time travelling, with the going backwards and forwards in different parts of the levels, there was a lot to do here. This game wouldn't be two hours. It would be, you know, probably 10, 15 hours if you really wanted mm. to do explore. But it 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 kind of felt quite confused. Like it wanted to be this exploring a bigger Sonic concept of what he could be as a character versus... What the original game kind of set up, and what I feel like two, three onwards kind of got. Oh, it's the speed that turned people on, or the speed that people like, versus expanding. Like, whenever I feel like Sonic starts to slow down, some of it it can be interesting, but equally, it's kind of like, yeah, why? Yeah, I could play many other better platformers, and I think probably this is where this comes a little bit off the rails for me is. Sonic is great when he's going fast, but as a pure platformer, you know, let's face it, Mario was better, but a lot of platformers are better because of the way... You... Subjective, okay. Your Honour. Um, the inertia of the Sonic as a character to get his speed up sometimes doesn't play very well into the way that you need to transfer around the levels. And there's a couple...
1: Yeah, see, I've never really... I, I've never really agreed with that to, to to show that it's subjective. I've always had no issue with Sonic exploring levels like moving around platforms more slowly Maybe it's the way that i um, want
2: to just go fast in these things so i well, love this the is it and, and i think and i think that's
1: i think you've hit the nail on the head there yeah i think that's it and i think that's i think you you fall into the same camp as a lot of people and it's been really interesting watching all the deep dive videos i've dug out in preparation for making this show even the individual reviews and and uh, folks making the videos our friend john lineman uh quite a lot of them say the same thing which is they started this game and they couldn't get on with it and they found it really confusing and then eventually they understood you know they met it on its own terms now i know tony you finished this multiple times so I, obviously your but your opinion
2: is is your no, opinion but it's, it's, it's fairly established to, to play into that opinion the reason i finished it multiple times is because i wasn't satisfied from my first playthrough sure. because yeah yeah exactly like that comment i was like I don't think this game actually wants me to play this like a traditional Sonic game. Yeah. And I that's and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think if you're but I'm not sure any of them did. I think yeah, there is a lot of I, that. I think people always people always
1: got that idea in their head because of the loop the loops and stuff. And maybe that is, you know, the the ideal for a lot of people, but I don't but I I also think that some people do enjoy the the more the slow explore platform parts and Apparently, the idea was with this game to have one level that was more like that and then another level that was more of the fast zipping around kind. And as I was, what I wanted to say was what I found really interesting about the discourse on this game based on YouTube videos and articles and stuff is that even people, um, who come from different places seem to objectively disagree. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, uh, disagree yeah. on a, on objective facets. So you've got like some people saying these levels are really big, and then you've got another video saying these levels are really small, and you've got another video saying these levels are designed to slow you down at every turn, and then you've got another one saying these levels are far less like that than other Sonic games and allow you to really kind of <laughs> s- zoom about. So it's like I, I think I knew that the level design would probably be even even. More than the soundtrack, the, the 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 biggest talking point for us in this game, because I think what it suggests is the fact that people actually disagree on the objective fundamentals of level design is that it it's not it's not only yeah, one no, thing. That, that, yeah, it's, that I do agree. The, with. Different levels are different things, but whether they got the balance right is only going to come down to. And I- Individual and once again, on I place think place.
2: that comes back down to what do I expect from a Sonic game? And I and I think this yeah. is probably where the unfairness comes in a little bit, because I am judging Sonic CD multiple years beyond when this game was, was well, that's made. Do, I, I, I know suppose, it is, but, it, but yeah. if I think about context, this was only really at that time the second game, although it got delayed in development yeah it was second or hadn't third which really way kind for yeah. me it, it showed a team that hadn't really kind of worked out what they wanted sonic to be now i think i mean it wasn't even sonic no, team and i but i just felt not? i feel like it's legacy Sonic's is legacy and god my goodness that's a, a loaded statement because sonic legacy is <laughs> is insane we've got a long way to go if we keep
1: making these shows i i way.
2: know but i for for my my <laughs> like of the sonic legacy it is it's at its most fun when I'm zooming around the levels, and I can get into yeah. spin, and I can pop things along the way, and they're sure. simple enough that I can learn a basic route through. There, there is yeah, an, yeah. there is a couple of levels in here, and I'll, I'll I'll just highlight these before I I'll come off my rant. But there was like wacky workbench. Was it wacky workbench? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was one. It kept yeah. ba- Like you're trying to get through this level, and all it wants to do is bounce you back up. And you Mm -hmm. have to then navigate your way back down to the lower section of this level to get through. And one false move, it bounces you back up, and it like you find yourself having to repeat multiple sections over and over again to get through the level. And as a concept, like a different game, that's that's fine. But for Sonic, in my head, I'm just like I'm just trying to get to the (laughs) goal like at at speed. Like (laughs) what it? Oh, I know exactly. And there's another like um, Stardust Speedway where. It's literally designed for for crazy spit. Like you're on almost like roller coaster tracks that kind of loop around yeah. there and One of the fastest I'm, rounds I'm, in Sonic I'm history. Literally according to this with my hands, I'm fandom. making railway tracks. Like you know, do railway tracks around the, in the areas. But it. But also, yeah, yeah. there's multiple because of, I think there's a lot of stuff they're allowed to do in the background. Like there's multiple areas that you need to jump off and hit onto the next area. But it doesn't always. It does. You can't see that, so you almost find yourself. Yeah, yeah coming to a full stop that they're then having to go back and as part of that it'll be learning levels for sure but it is it is interesting for me that it just felt like this is odd game design for what I think Sonic Mm -hmm. was and I think they got a better handle on what that character is as the series went through but them kind of coming into this and a slightly kind of like where are we with the character they for me personally it didn't quite hit it nail in the head but and I will yeah. say, and I will let someone else make say, I will say, if you slow down and explore these levels, there is a lot to like about these levels. There's a lot of yeah, ver- yeah. verticality going on um, if you do just run through. And, and like the, the whole time aspect, you know, there is different layouts and, and whatnot. There, there is a lot to really like about this Sonic game if you actually just slow down. But that just sounds so odd to me about talking about a mm. Sonic game. Slow down and it's more fun. It's <laughs> like, yeah. ah, Just because he can be fast
1: doesn't mean he always has to Mm -hmm. be fast. I mean, I suppose that's where I've always come from it. Uh, You know, I I played the original Sonic 1 on the Mega Drive when it came out in 1991. And obviously you start in Green Hill Zone and you do some loop-the-loops and that's really fun. And I think that kind of set the tone for a lot (laughs) of people. But I I played through that game so many times, Sonic 1. And about half of it or more is picking your way through levels. Like, it's really not all zo- zooming about. I think they did lean on that more in Sonic 2, but even then, towards the end of the game, there's a lot of slowing down and, and being more con- considerate in your in your movement. I don't think, like, I think maybe some of the more recent Sonic games, and I haven't played them all, by the way, but uh, I know that some of the, the sort of Xbox 360-era games kind of very much emphasise the... Yeah zooming super fast through levels but actually i i much as you know and i love mario myself as well and we're never going to do a mario or sonic which is better podcast but um but i was okay with even though kind of sonic had his own thing going on which was the going fast and loop the loops i was fine with with sonic jumping up you know kind of difficult platforming areas and avoiding spikes and all that kind of traditional platforming stuff because that's what, like, that's what two thirds of video games were at that mm-hmm. point. It, it was the fact that Sonic could sometimes zoom along and do a loop. The loop was cool, but it, it, it never felt to me like that's all he had to do. Um, I wasn't playing Uni Rally, you know, <laughs> or, uh, or Uni Races. Like that, that was a different game. Um, maybe they should have just made Sonic Uni Um And some of the levels are a bit like that, but um, but yeah. All that said, I don't think every level here is like deliciously designed that makes me just happily want to play them again, because exactly as you say, like sometimes it seems to be a bit where it wants you to go fast and then it will just stop you or spike you or spring you somewhere out of the blue that you could possibly had no warning for. And, um, and that stuff, yeah, less enjoyable for me as well um so yeah it's for me it's quite a mixed bag actually
2: um, i think there's some it's that level where you you kind of get caught in a pinball machine it's not it's not sonic pinball at all there's always one of them like the the route through it was so specific to get through this pinball Mm. area that i was bouncing around for like five to six minutes knowing exactly where i needed to go but yeah, having very annoying apps like I and agree. trying to hit the the paddles, I, there's to get one up, of those in going, sonic one and two as I, well I, I, yeah i'm 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 almost tongue and cheek and it. it's just it was just i was like yeah. i'm trying to get through that area and just as you get through it like you get a collision of knocking you back down to the floor you're like, oh, Yeah, are oh my goodness oh yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: infuriating at times and definitely not always that refined i feel, I feel like uh, yeah dan, dan can
2: be the arbiter of all that
1: well I'm just interested cuz yeah it seems to me that all the sonic games yeah everyone's got everyone's got their fans this this seems to be the most marmite of the sonic games um for various reasons but yeah what do you actually what what's your kind of feeling on the level design for this one
0: when I was playing my most recent playthroughs on um, the origins collection I had this funny feeling come to me I was I was running through well attempting to run through like like tony says and then you have that bumping into why is, what's that rock doing there or the spring <laughs> that sends you straight into an enemy and that kind of thing and it kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of you know when you would go from say a tony hawks game to skate or something mm-hmm. like that where right it's not like automatically hooking you onto every rail and the lines <laughs> don't seem to flow quite as well but it's just mm-hmm. a different thing it's not mm-hmm. um it's not one and one or the other it's uh, like it's alien it's there is Sonic games have always had elements of both of those things, mm. um, and while I, I do find it frustrating in Sonic CD at times, I mm. can recognise that that's kind of a me thing. It's uh, I'm just not I just haven't learned the levels well enough.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's an aspect of it. You are supposed to play and replay these levels and either do them, yeah, I mean do them faster and do them better. Um, and, and both and obviously this this game does particularly emphasize the exploration with the time travel mechanic in the sense that there are rings that you can't collect in different time zones so they're basically showing you where the gaps are on the other times you have to work out where the past and future posts are then you have to access the one that you want normally the past certainly to start with because as we say it when you first play this, you end up time traveling without having realized what you've done. You clip a signpost past or future. You end up going fast, almost by mistake and you get the time warp. And then when you haven't, if you haven't read the manual
2: or you've never played the game before, you're like, what do, is do you going know what? I've actually pulled up the manual to, to find out page 12. Yeah, yeah. It has the time warp mechanic. <laughs> yeah. But even with that, even with knowing the mechanic, there are still a little there
1: are some vagaries around how close to the signpost you have to be, how mm-hmm. fast you have to go isn't said how long you have to be going that fast, how long you get to go that fast um so it's never been entirely uh, kind of underlined as to what the mechanics are here, but you can get to a point where you understand them well enough to to utilize them and then it really does become a case of exploring until you find in particular this one mechanical device this dome there's also another which is a bit of a red herring really which is the projector there's a picture of an image of metal sonic crushing animals basically um if you destroy that all it does is it's only a cosmetic change you don't need to you don't need to touch those to complete the game with the good ending but you do need to smash the things unless you get all the time stones which is another way of getting the good ending so they've actually given you kind of two ways out but to get the time stones, you need to make sure you finish each level with 50 rings which means that again you need to have done a fair chunk of the level without getting hit you're also going to want some a little stash of lives although this does have a save game unlike previous games in the series so um there there is quite a lot going on and as i say i think i've actually enjoyed and appreciated the game more once i understood the mechanics fully and started exploring however that does for me, start to fall apart a bit as the the levels get even more panicky and spiky and mean, and then you're trying to get up to speed in in levels
2: where there aren't many places to yeah. get up to speed. So, so in in that scenario, that I, there's a, a nice easy one. I think they kind of introduce you where you go through the this time walk mechanic, and I think you've got like two bounce pads directly opposite each other mm. and that's you just it. like bang, yeah. dong, 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 dong dong and like the speed comes really really fast and you yeah transition you happens yeah off into this yeah completely different area um or different time zone and that's that's yeah that's like makes sense but there is a few in there where it's like there's one underwater where i'm like well oh, just yeah. just look and and i and i suppose there is actually an element of interest and like longevity to a mechanic like that where maybe i just wasn't in that headspace of like, uh, uh,
1: and you've got drowning yeah, fear so when you're I'm underwater, to go, of course, to in go, the classic sonic okay, well, style. So, I've got
2: to hit this, and within a certain amount of time, get to an area where I can build up speed. That's not going to happen in, in the uh, you know, in the in within the water because it's just naturally slow. So, you're trying to, okay, well, there's a jump pad there, see, so and like there's a piecing mm. together of a level where you're like, okay, well, before I activate the sign, I need to kind of work out where I want to go before I actually do it. So, that. No, out thinking outside of my rant like there is an element of there of of interest that Mm. would give longevity to a game that you know was in your collection you only have one one or two a year for sure matt l
1: from our forum says i hate sonic (laughs) cd i hate it possibly more than i hate most every 3d sonic wow I hate that Sonic CD levels made an appearance in Sonic Mania and that it also clearly influenced several of the original Sonic Mania levels, meaning I could never play Sonic Mania again. The primary reason for my disgust with Sonic CD is its level designs. You know how many people criticise 2D Sonic games for encouraging speed but not allowing you to see where you're running? I normally disagree with that criticism regarding Sonic's 1, 2, 3, Knuckles and Chaotix but that critique describes this game perfectly. The endless bumpers, bounce pads, loops and speed requirements to enter the special stages encourage quick traversal, but enemies, spikes, bottomless pits and other assorted hazards are placed in your face at every turn, creating a totally
0: conflicting design. I sometimes end up feeling like um, Charlie Brown in Peanuts where Lucy pulls the ball away. Where it's like I should remember that (laughs) that this is going to happen when I'm trying to get up the speed in this certain point.
1: Yes, I I can certainly see that it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't have such a powerful effect on me as it does on Matt L. But I can totally see that argument. And yes, if you do consider the good ending a must, uh, I mean, maybe if you're playing, uh, I don't think on the Origins version there is is there a specific achievement for the good ending in the Origins version. Because there is in the standalone version, Mm. uh, which obviously is a good motivator for those who care about such things. Um, Yeah. Cormoran Strike Patreon echoes those feelings. I find the level design often poor, with many obstacles in your way, preventing you from reaching the high speeds the game demands that you reach in order to travel back or forwards in time, behind which is locked the good ending. I also found this quite confusing. I don't think the game once explains this mechanic, <laughs> unless I missed it, or was it was it page twelve in the manual? 12 the manual. <laughs> page twelve in the manual. Yeah, um, I think the I think the the recent versions have a digital manual of sorts, uh, and possibly a reprint
2: of. The I, I could read you the manual so you'd know what I was going to say, but it doesn't give you too much.
1: Basically, go to the touch a signpost which says "past." get up to speed, find the metal thing, blow it up, and that's it. Uh, you'll get a noise, you'll get a nice chime, a really nice jingle. I'll
2: read this, I'll ignore a big patch of it. It says, when you start moving fast enough, you will see a bright stars trailing from Sonic's wake. Mm. If you can keep up your speed for a few seconds, the time warp will blaze into effect. But be careful, sudden changes of speed, slowing down or coming within range of the goal will cancel the time warp. You can try for a time warp again, as long as the symbol remains at the bottom of the screen. There you
1: go. (laughs) Ah, okay. So uh, so there you go. There's one bit that I hadn't spotted, the symbol at the The bottom of the screen. The past symbol takes
2: you back to time, to the same zone as it was long, long ago. You can also use this symbol to walk from the future to time to the present. And the future symbol takes you one step ahead in time from the past to present or from present to future. Since no one can set the future, there are two different possibilities. A future where the little planet is free of Robotnik's control or future where Dr. Robotnik has been allowed to run amok. There you go. Yeah. Yes, and I will say, uh sort of back to the <laughs> graphics a bit, the
1: the future good ending, you know, um of each level is is they're really I think they're really lovely yeah, looking. Like, you know, crystalline, shiny, utopian futures um and you get you get rewarded with the music you get rewarded with the fact that there's far fewer enemies around uh possibly none in fact if i'm thinking about it um so actually the going through the the pain of the exploration in in the past is rewarded by your experience in the future and then yes you get a little different cartoon at the end and an achievement if you're it's, playing it's not like getting version. supersonic though is it <laughs> well no there is no there's no super Sonic here is there <laughs> um and getting all the time stones i think means that you don't basically it means you don't have to do the the stuff in the past because the idea is that uh robotnik can't time travel because you've got all the time stones so if you were to complete the first seven stages with 50 rings each and complete ensuing bonus stage you could play the rest of the game without ever having to time
2: travel here you go yeah
1: there you go maybe that's the way to do it get the good ending by being really good at the front end of the game the (laughs) the front loaded front end (laughs) david tibble from our patreon Says maybe I'm biased because it was the first 2D Sonic game I'd ever finished at the time. But to this day, Sonic CD is my favourite of the Genesis Mega Drive era Sonic games. I think the aspects of it that are unique to it far outweigh its flaws. I actually like that it de-emphasises speed compared to other Sonic games of that era. The increased emphasis on exploration plus the time travel mechanic added a level of replayability that I think most Sonic games lack. You go, mm. a very different take. Seth, again from our forum, says the nuts and bolts gameplay is classic Sonic. It's basically the original game with go faster stripes, and a time travel gimmick that, while flawed, was a bold step for a game that was basically invented to shift consoles. For me, Sonic has always been about verticality and exploring levels to find the best route to the end. So. By adding a concept that actually encourages you to not only dig deeper into the levels, but in a completely different time zone, worked well, to a point, as the later stages were frustrating to find areas that would allow you to hit DeLorean speed and travel to the past. I think in some levels there was only one realistic place where you could actually get up to speed. The UFO special stages here were something I actually liked doing, and they didn't feel like a tedious chore. Yeah, I think that's closest to where I sit personally. I, I I like the ideas and the ambition, the concepts and the theory of the time travel and the exploration. But sometimes the reality was a little, is a little frustrating, I should say, because I haven't even done it all yet. And um, yeah, the further I get into the game, the less fun <laughs> it seems to be. So mm. uh, Levels are still timed and that actually becomes a factor with this game more, perhaps more so than other Sonic games of the era, because if you are doing the time travel and the exploring, the clock keeps ticking. You have your 10 minutes. And uh, and if you take 10 minutes, you lose a life. Also, I would say famously, because I was aware of this, as Moby Games puts it, at any point in the game, if you leave Sonic standing perfectly still without pausing... After three minutes, he'll say, I'm out of here and jump off the screen, ending your game. I mean, that's a game over. That's not a life loss. (laughs) That's a that's it. Uh, Bosses are the usual assortment of egg machines. Piloted by Ivo Robotnik. Uh, I suppose the thing I would say about this one is that they're considerably less difficult than sonic 2's boss very much so <laughs> yeah right to to the to the final boss which i i couldn't believe was the final boss it was so straightforward was, i was like yes finish was i finished the game
2: oh, yeah spinning around and you just had to avoid his one of four arms and they just slowly broke off mm-hmm. yeah not not amazing <laughs> any memorable ones at
1: all for any of you either of you
0: The first one's memorable, partly just for the lovely boing sound and (laughs) partly for for, you can jump behind him and uh, kind of spam it that way.
1: I keep forgetting that. But, yes,
0: uh, I'm I'm sure it
1: was deliberate, but um, obviously speedrunners do this. Yeah, if he drops down from the ceiling on this bipedal walker thing with shields on the front that ordinarily marches across the screen and you keep bouncing at him and eventually you can get a hit in and he starts falling apart. But, yeah. Exactly as Dan says, if you start on the far right of the screen, he doesn't turn to face you, so you just smash him in the back <laughs> and immediate death,
0: which is quite fun. Uh, his um, f- close-up face, the sort of smile, like with uh, hindsight of the Sonic games that came after it, kind of looks like a very off-brand Robotnik kind of look <laughs> now. Jim Carrey. Uh,
2: I like the one where he's on a conveyor belt, and you have to go speed up on the conveyor belt and slowly kind of break away his, his egg. Thing as he yeah, fires some things of Bomb <laughs> you just have to avoid th- there the shrapnel. Here, yeah. Uh, actually, it had took me two or three times that one. Um, but yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, probably uh,
1: as much as I now find them quite fiddly and frustrating. Uh, I did get a lot of satisfaction back in the day from doing all the Sonic 2 bosses, but um, but yeah, this is uh, this is there's some nice sort of puzzle elements to them, but they're quite, yeah, they're they're all fairly straightforward set
2: yeah I, would say. I mean i don't even know if that's necessarily a bad thing maybe maybe it is but it's nah. yeah, the fact that i didn't come against a brick wall and they were all like oh fairly uh, simple yeah. um in, yeah. yeah it was fine apart from the metal sonic run i guess which yeah
1: very good point we must mention that so yeah stardust speedway involves a a, a section four scrolling section where you have to finish ahead of Metal Sonic, but this is a this is actually a great case of I couldn't see I couldn't see that massive pile of spikes coming. <laughs> and of course if you if you take more than one hit basically he's gonna beat you, I think. Um and obviously there's the running out of rings and dropping off the screen. And you've and got she, the laser behind yeah, you or hit you if you slow down on any hill. That's it, yeah. There's uh this is the bit that uh Leah wanted to and, say that she hated. Uh it took me a few goes.
2: So yeah, yeah. so between him being faster than you, which is understandable. Uh, he has the ability to jetpack himself pretty fast across the screen. But also when he does that, he also has like an electricity around him. So if you happen to touch him, mm. you also get, well, if you've got rings, like anything, you know, it works by those same mechanics, you're, you'll be hit. But it's the, as I, I found, is just get in front of him. If uh, you don't want to be anywhere close, like it'll catch up to you and you'll make that kind of tingle sound. Yeah. You just want to be not worrying about him, worrying about, just getting over level but it it yeah it shows you in a very condensed it's one minute exactly it takes to uh that whole level in theory right um Mm. there's 37 30 seconds of kind of preamble guff uh because i Mm -hmm. I timed it well i timed it i just did it enough times i I knew how long it took um yeah yeah. that yeah if you if you find yourself just Jumping and then hit a slope, you almost come to a dead stop, thus it's yeah. game over for that. It's about just bouncing. I mean, in some regards, as much as that is frustrating, it's also to me that's probably where Sonic is almost at its best, where it's just like, okay, well, if I want to learn to go the fastest I can possibly go in any said level, it's about learning the best time to jump and routes. Don't jump now because if mm-hmm. you land on a hill, you will come to a stop. And in this scenario, instead of it just being a frustration of your own mind, it's a life lost. Now, I have Mm. to say on the um, origins collection, not really an issue because it didn't doesn't have lives to lose, so um, I could just participate in that over and over again. But I'd imagine upon the original release, having to get all the way to the close to the end of the game for that to happen would be somewhat frustrating. Yeah, you
1: can still reload though to the start of (laughs) the uh, to the Stardust Speedway. I think I think it saves up to the the beginning of yeah, mm. yeah. So it's not, it's not as bad as, uh, yeah, game over. That <laughs> would be frustrating Uh, yes, and um,
2: but also, um, does is, Metasonic Is that the first time he's? I'm trying to think. Is that the first time you see him? Is he really?
0: You've seen him take Amy earlier, yeah, in that
2: like <laughs> for such a big deal on the front cover and all the other stuff, he's not. It doesn't really. He's not like a uh, an antagonist, is he? Per se. I think he's the main antagonist know, of the game, but...
1: really, because he's because he's way more like uh, threatening than Robotnik. Now they should have given
2: you his powers at the end of the game. Then that would have been an ending well worth. What are his powers? Elect- electricity sort of... and then electricity yeah. fast through things. He can just smash through yeah. spikes.
1: Maybe that's what they should have added into Origins instead of uh, Knuckles and yeah. Amy. Metal Sonic. Uh yeah, so the, yeah, I think the the beast issue I had was the yeah, there's like a, a nasty patch of spikes fairly much right before the end that is clearly designed just to mess you up. <laughs> uh and yes, the it is worth bearing in mind that on the original version and the Mega Drive Mini version, you haven't got super spin dash, so if you come to a halt, I guess you use peel out mm-hmm. in this case to get back up to speed. Joe Berbonobo from the forum says the Robotnik fights were easier than in most uh, than most in the series, and the final boss was pretty underwhelming. All things considered, ditto for the anticlimactic showdown against Metal Sonic. The endings, as we said, if the player has not managed to secure a good future for all rounds in the game, Robotnik will retreat on his hovercraft with a blue time stone in the palm of his hand while laughing at Sonic, noticing. The Doctor Sonic will throw a rock at him, hitting his vehicle and causing it to explode. A post credits scene will show Little Planet reappearing above Never Lake in its poor state once more. The text, Try Again, will also be shown. There's, throwing a rock doesn't seem very Sonic. <laughs> you know, it's got more of a sense of fair play than that. One of the videos I was watching earlier was talking about how. Uh, it's interesting that Amy Rose is portrayed as this sort of besotted fangirl of Sonic, but he displays no interest <laughs> in her whatsoever. So he's only really trying to save this damsel in distress figure in this game because he always just wants to do what's right. And actually, the the message of the game kind of continues the vague sort of environmental message of, of the other games in the series, doesn't it? Like... If, if Robotnik gets his way, it becomes all industrialised and dark. But actually, what uh, what we're looking for is a, is a more um, organic future. If the player has managed to secure a good future for all rounds in the game, Sonic will look at Little Planet, which will be shaking for a moment before disappearing and leaving behind some sparks in the shape of Sonic's face. After the credits roll, some Little Planet flowers will appear around Neverlake with the text, you're too cool, <laughs> appearing. Thanks, Sonic fandom. Yes, we didn't mention that, actually. It's a, a, a small visual touch, but um, in the original uh, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, you pop badniks and their little innard, uh flickies and other animals pop out. But in this game, you drop a little flower seed and it leaves a flower on the surface wherever the enemy died. is quite nice um but you do get the little fluffy animals if you i think if you that's if you pop the projector in the past that's when you get enemies uh sorry friendlies just flying around the level jobo bonobo again says sonic cd was the sonic game from the mega drive that era that i was certain i would never play i knew no one with a mega cd and i was not going to be allowed to get a mega drive let alone a fancy add-on So I just accepted that it was a game that I would forever be ignorant of. Imagine my surprise many years later when Sonic Gems Collection came out and I got myself a copy for the PS2. Now I could finally play this lost classic and see what I was missing. I was left a bit perplexed. I played it like a regular Sonic game and flew through the levels in no time. As the levels were large and vertical, with less obvious routes full of obstacles to overcome, I found the game really easy and short. I would travel through time but wasn't sure why I was doing such a thing. The level design was a bit of a mess for me honestly, especially when you wanted to time travel. I would build up enough speed and inevitably there would be something to stop me dead in my tracks or there would be nowhere suitable to even build up speed. Sonic CD was a big disappointment to me especially after wanting to try it for so many years, even after learning that it's aimed primarily around exploration and destroying the enemy transporters I just didn't like the base game enough to bother playing it properly. You can time attack any of the levels via the time attack function. I don't know if you have to unlock them or have seen them in the game first or whether you can practice them via time attack. However, this is the first Sonic game that included centiseconds on the counter as well as just minutes and seconds. Also, if you press right, right, up, up, down, C at the title screen, you can see the best Time attack times that the team behind Sonic CD got in the time attack mode for each stage and each act, according to the cuttingroomfloor.net. That's kind of cool. I like. It. Yeah. Staff ghosts. Yeah. Um, like in Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of cheat codes you can enter via a screen. Um, there's some hidden art and messages. And one of them uh, is known as being especially creepy and hidden and there were kind of urban legends about it being something to do with demons and things like that. Worth checking out if you uh if you just search Sonic Ski Sonic Scary Hidden Message. Um I mean, you know, it probably won't scare <laughs> you, but you might go, oh yeah, that would have creeped me out a bit back in the day if i just if that had come on. Uh so yeah the standalone version achievements and trophies, uh fairly straightforward things, finishing the game. Uh, there's one for collecting 200 rings at a at a time uh, which is fairly doable on the opening levels complete a zone in the good future Uh, there's more than one signposts in collision chaos zone 2 for finishing the level there's an achievement for finding the higher up one um there's an angel statue in wacky workbench which i haven't found yeah, defeat Metal Sonic without getting hurt. Collect all the time stones. Uh, there's a time attack mode. Uh, completion time of 25 minutes. You want to do that one? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, destroy all the teleporters and holograms in the past for an achievement. So that uh,
2: kind of yeah, that's that's the ultimate way to beat the well, game. Well, and I am, I I'm very aware of me having a rant about how this game slows you down there will be people shouting going i can do it in like half a second through each well, level and yeah learn, learn it, well it well enough, enough. and yeah, yeah. yeah i to those people i applaud you because for other games i've been that person so i do understand that well if you just played it this way then you would you'd would work out but I'm, yeah i think there's been enough correspondence which also play into what i was saying that, absolutely you know, yeah i very think much. just your first you know blush of the game um yeah <laughs> some of those issues are, are, uh, arise, yeah,
1: and the origins collection trophies and achievements not too much specific to sonic c d other than beating sonic in the race, I think, and completing yeah. the
2: game, yeah, it's just a standard clear sonic c d blah 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 yeah
0: mm mm-hmm. Which I think in so... the challenge mode there's some uh interesting little quirky. Like objectives,
1: remixes, and stuff in yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, we're not reviewing that whole package. Um, when it first came out, it was quite heavily criticized, but has had quite a bit of work done to it. I, I think there's still some shortcomings, but overall, it's, I think it's a pretty nice package. It just, it could have been perfect and it's, it's fallen away short of that, which is a shame, but, um, worth picking up in my opinion, Robin Enrico simply says my favorite of the 2d sonics not the only one david tibble also from patreon says to this day sonic cd is my favorite of the mega drive era sonic games i think aspects of sonic cd that are unique to to it far outweigh its flaws sonic 2 and 3 are also classics but the 2d sonic game i return to first is sonic cd yeah, it seems to be, uh, while it, while there are, is a spectrum of opinions, as you'd hope and expect, uh, it does seem to fall into people who have that significant issue that Tony was just talking about and those who love the aspects of it that are special about mm. it, the time travel, the exploration. And even though they might acknowledge the issues with the level design, they're not enough to drag it down in their in their estimation. Well, we'll conclude ourselves in just a second. But before that, we have some three word reviews. Follow us on
0: X and (laughs) Threads at Cain and Rinse. Shields says that Sonic CD stands for Sonic Complete Disappointment. Uh, Sean Arts says mine has bit rot. E Bandicuto
2: says abstract, interesting, average.
0: Blue Weasel Breath says sweet animated intro. Josh1on1
2: says, unique time travel. Bearfish pie, sign of times.
0: Ashley Day cleverly says, got to go past. Nice.
1: And Atik Bagwan says, long coveted, worthwhile. Nice. Thank you, everybody. So I think you've got the sense of how we feel, but let's wrap it up with a little summary. Let's start with Tony.
2: Not my favorite song again, <laughs> not that sure. um yeah i've I've enjoyed having a discussion about it, yeah you know, quite often a game that I don't love, I still enjoy participating in shows that are uh, based around them because you learn a bit more, I think just actually getting your feelings out there rather than just either if they are frustrations or you know enjoyment actually hearing other people's kind of interesting takes or how decisions would have come about sometimes give you a bit more context of you know to place those feelings and i think sonic cd for me has probably done well the show in particular has probably done as that exact, exactly that i feel like putting sonic cd in a kind of time and place of when it was released and knowing that the team split apart and ambitions of what that project probably was and actually taking time to probably take the game on its own merits outside of what you know the love i have but I call it, it's weird when you say like the original trilogy, but the the more known kind of Sonic one, two, three, etc. Um mm-hmm. I think is, is 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 probably where I need to probably although I've uh, you know completed it a few times, you know, go back and actually just concentrate on slowing down the whole pace and, and taking the game on a slightly different trajectory and I may have taken a lot more from that. Um the good thing is it is only a couple of hours long. So, you know, you can you can approach it that way and actually if you just have any interest in sonic games i think it's it's still worthwhile experiencing because it is only a short game it's available in in a a couple of ways to get it now which is good um and I, i'm i'm glad i actually jumped back and and have kind of filled, out, filled in that missing piece of uh, of the pie but yeah I, I think sonic there's always those if buts and maybes. um but uh, yeah, I didn't. I I don't. I don't hate the game. I just. I wish it. I wish it maybe just played a little bit more of what I wish it was, and that's probably a me thing <laughs> rather than the game thing. But um, yeah, enjoy at least enjoyed going to it and, and talking about it on the show.
1: Thanks, Tony. Yes, I also don't have the same youthful nostalgia about Sonic CD as I do for the mega drive trilogy i was in my late teens and early 20s when i played those games still pretty young young enough to be kind of enchanted in, in 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 enchanted and entranced in a childlike kind of way um i mean i, I still have that capacity now, yeah. at, at 51 <laughs> years old as well to be fair but uh, there is a certain there's a certain thing about you know when you come, when you come to things, and obviously those those games were kind of high end mm-hmm. tech relatively at that at that point. Whereas when I first saw Sonic CD, it was it was already uh, thir- uh, twelve years old, something like that. And then again, a few years after that, I bought the Xbox three hundred and sixty version. Which, by the way, I think it absolutely sucks that you can't buy that standalone version anymore outside of the Android, and iOS versions because. While it's great that it's on Origins, um, it's not optimal and the standalone version has more interesting achievements and runs a bit better and sounds a bit better. So that's a shame. Uh, I'm also very happy that I've got the Mega Drive Mini 2 kind of authentic version in my collection. I'm never going to own a Mega CD. I'm never going to spend 70 quid on an original CD copy uh, as much as playing it on a cathode ray tube. Maybe the the, an, an original hardware may be the honest purest way to play it. um i just don't have that level of uh, in several hundred pounds worth of enthusiasm or the technical uh kind of the hassles that it would that it would bring about i'm very happy to play it across the the formats that i have it on um and yeah i mixed feelings about it as a sonic game um, i enjoyed completing it it was nice to have a whole new set of Sonic levels with a choice of soundtracks. One of which I think is fine to likable. One of which I think is really good fun and very catchy and enjoyable. That's the Japanese one. Um, And yeah, it's obviously, it feels like a sideways step by a different development team at Sega, which is exactly (laughs) what it is. Um, I think some of it, some of aspects of it have definitely gone on to influence, influence future Sonics, um but also yeah it has got that sort of um awkward stepchild feel about it as well you know it was made for a system that didn't last terribly long didn't do terribly well and it arguably utilizes some aspects of that system but not in ways that you would maybe expect it's a really interesting curio that i personally enjoy playing to a fair degree but i don't think i like the level design of the later levels enough to go through and Persist and get the good ending. But who knows if I if I find myself on a achievements tip, then it is one that I could potentially enjoy sussing out. Because yeah, every level is actually doable despite the frustrations of them. um And I suspect there would be a sense of reward and relief for having done that. But yeah, check it out on Origins uh, or Android, iOS.
0: I would say. Dan, now I'm not going to say it's um. Aged well. I don't think that's quite the right phrase I'm looking for, but I think over time, as more has become known about the story of its development, um, that's kind of happened parallel with improvements to the game over that time, like the 2011 improvements. And uh, mm. while Origins isn't necessarily improvement, you could say things like being able to play as Knuckles and Amy are um, improvements we no saw, or the yeah the yeah. No Lives I've found them. Um, yeah, I found such a nice way to play recently to treat it almost like a sandbox game, just to dip in out in and yeah. out as the different characters, and then compare and contrast the different stages and that kind of thing. It's um had Definitely. a completely different feel to me, but mm. um to treat it almost like a uh, a museum piece, like a, going in to dip dip into um the like to think about it in terms of oh yeah, this is the story of a slightly troubled development or a weird development. Mm what was the end product of that um i think to me that kind of overcomes some of the problems that i have with the uh, gameplay itself or the level design and and those kind of things the the sheer frustrations that i felt at some points of this game but i think the rest carries it it's um it's greater than the sum of its parts i suppose is the the best way to put it and i think nowadays we've got both with the choice of soundtrack, so people who either didn't grow up with one or the other or think they might not have liked one or the other can now sort of go back and and test it out without having to, yeah, go and buy a whole new different version of the game. Those kinds of things. I think Mm. uh, this game is now uniquely placed as it's now the best time to play it versus at the time where it would have seemed more dated and more, uh, well, less... Um, more constrained to its time kind of thing, whereas I think now it's gained an element of timelessness.
1: Beautiful, uh, how appropriate, as well. Uh, yeah, it remains for me, Leon, to thank Tony and Dan, Editor Jay, all of our correspondents. Such a interesting spread of opinions, uh, plus, of course, you for listening. And next time in issue five hundred and eighty-five. It's amnesia, a machine for pigs.